0: welcome to tomes today we're going to talk about the lord of the rings the rings of power uh the first and second episodes and with us is jason wiley and then i'm cody green
1: all right well we are two friends that are just huge fantasy nerds who are wanting to start this podcast off with something that is very controversial uh, but i think both of us like stayed in the news when all this was coming out with uh, the rings of power just how but he was not a fan of it, and now seeing the first couple episodes, I think we know kind of why.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think that a lot of the stuff was getting overhyped by uh, Amazon, but we were worried about it. And it, I don't know, it had some good, it had a decent amount of bad, but we can talk about all that.
1: Uh, yeah, absolutely. And that's the thing with all this is just, uh, I feel like we live in a day and age now where they are trying, where the companies are trying to hype it up more and more and more. And early on, I think the fans were excited about it. But nowadays, I think that excitement has now always a sense of cautious curiosity or cautious excitement. We're like, is this really what we're going to get? Or is this just more fluff to try to have this company buy our services or anything like that
0: yeah um and that's how i felt about it i I was really excited that someone was gonna do more on lord of the rings and build on the world i am by especially after seeing the first trailer and this hearing a lot of the people talk about it after a while i stopped trying to listen to people talking about it because everyone's just ripping on it and I wanted to watch it with a, my own eyes and I, I don't have as much experience with this side of Lord of the Rings of the um, this age time, I mean I read the actual Lord of the Rings, read The Hobbit but I didn't read The Simmerillion or anything before I'm um, so I didn't know much of these stories but at the same time I know enough that it's Something seemed off And so I had that cautious excitement About it
1: Yeah and I very much was Listening to more of the people rip on it Like Night's Watch or A lot of the other like YouTube channels that basically They make their money on Kind of seeing reporting And I think at this point ripping on shows But actually what really helped me this week Was uh, actually I was watching Brandon Sanderson's podcast Where he talks about the rings of power that's coming out. It was coming out this week at that point where he's just like, he was like him himself. He was cautiously optimistic uh, because for him, he be, he actually related something because a- a- as we even said before, we started this recording, Aragorn in the books was different than the Aragorn in the movies. And yeah. that's because the movies gave Aragorn a character arc. As Sanderson even describes it, and I can't remember his part. Uh, whoever's on the podcast with him too. They both said that when it comes to a film adaptation, like these characters need to have a character arc. And so they're like, so we're curious and excited to see what they do with the Galadriel character arc. And so for me, I was like, okay, let me take a second. Let me take a step back. And let me be kind of open to the idea of Galadriel maybe, like, having this character arc where it's just grim, dark. But after watching the first episode, I'm like, no, there's no redeeming qualities of Galadriel. (laughs) Whereas with at least, like, a lot of these characters, even, like, if you look at Prince Zuko from Avatar The Last Airbender, we're not given much of his backstory in the beginning until we hit the storm. And at that point, that's where we're like, he has a reason for what he does. There is a good reasoning behind what he does. Gladriel, there is none of that.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I get where she comes from on something. So, like, her passion to, like, rev- avenge her brother with everything. Yeah. I'm. Um, but it's, it lays too heavily on the trope of, like, Putting everyone else's lives in jeopardy. And why would she be made a commander if everyone knows that she goes so far to the extreme that she doesn't care if the people around her get hurt?
1: Exactly. So let's now actually dive into the reviewing of the first episode because I I got my notes here.
0: I have mine as well.
1: So actually the first thing I have on here was kind of a pro for what they were trying to do. Is that they were trying to actually replicate the same kind of intro from The Fellowship. I wrote that
0: down too. Sorry. Awesome.
1: Awesome. Because it's very much they were trying to tie it back to just like, okay, we know this is what works. And so they were trying to drop that Easter egg. But it's immediately followed up by the negative of, it's just a horribly written line.
0: It really is. (laughs) It
1: is just so bad, so corny, and so cheesy. And it just... I say it's pseudo-philosophical because it's trying to be philosophical, but it's not. It's doing more damage. It's more like, what were you guys on? Like what yeah. were you guys smoking? Like, what the heck is this?
0: It loops right back around to being stupid.
1: Exactly. <laughs> and then we get get cut into the group of kids playing around and Immediately, what they're trying to show is that Gladriel is supposed to be set apart from the kids. That she's the outcast from the kids. And they're trying to establish yeah. that tone early on. And I'm just like, this feels extremely forced. When you consider into the lore that actually Gladriel is one of the first elves in, that comes into being. She is part of the Age of Starlight. Yeah. And there's a lot of respect that follows her and it's just like they threw that immediately out the window
0: yeah and honestly so not knowing that side of things i'm just seeing that first part like i got that she was supposed to be different than the rest but it was very much so just like okay why are they showing her getting bullied like what does this have to do with the rest of the story and it didn't really click for me just instantly watching it Where it was done so rushed and so, uh, I don't know, just forced that it was much more just, okay, you're showing people bullying to show people bullying and I don't get what this has to do with the rest of the story.
1: But yeah, no, just the group of kids, just the random bullying is trying to show that Gladrill is quote unquote the victim. And it's just, she isn't like in the book, she is far from it. She is a commanding An awesome sorceress of the elves who is a fantastic politician who understands the evils of the world and i I know this is supposed to be the character arc that leads to having that knowledge and understanding but it was always kind of in the idea of it was she had it from the beginning
0: yeah and so uh, correct me if i'm mistaken on this but it kind of feels like when they introduce elrond a little bit later that they gender flopped their roles where from what i understand she was more the politician and everything at the start of at all and he was has always been the warrior
1: uh actually the way again i i had to look it up to double check myself yeah. i actually have like a Tolkien dictionary where you can actually look at the characters and it gives their entire kind of backstory in just a few paragraphs okay and so, actually, during the Second Age, Elrond is actually on the where they have him at. That's where he was. So that's oh, cool. actually one thing okay. they done very well is he was in those areas. It was more because he he's young at that point. He's in every respect kind of an up and coming teenager. Like that's the best way I can put it is he's yeah. younger than a young teenager. Whereas Galadriel is like his great aunt, so. I just felt like that was more they were trying to push more of a relationship between these two. And I just like and cue Sweet Home Alabama music because (laughs) she is in every respect his great aunt. And so it's more he respects her. It's very much like this is a very well-known fabled individual who he has tremendous respect for her. And, and actually in the show, I think it shows that he's like, I respect her as my friend. Yeah. But she's making stupid decisions, which is exactly it is. Gladwell is like, they're forcing her to make these stupid decisions. And going back a little bit, it's like, you know, she's like she's extremely short-tempered. She feels like she has this chip on her shoulder. Yep. And just the entire show feels like it's filled with these bad pseudo philosophical lines yeah it does but the show actually does have some beautiful like special effects they have some beautiful visual effects like from the tree that melkor actually does destroy in the search for the simmerills like there's a lot of like cool beautiful special effects and a lot of the backstory a lot of the extra lore is just briefly mentioned like, because actually, like, the fact that they do mention Morgoth, which is a.k.a. Melkor, uh, but the fact that they mention that her and her brother went searching for him, but here, here's the other error they made, she has two, she has more than one brother, it's mentioned that her and her brothers, plural, went searching for Morgoth and fought in that battle. Oh, okay. So that is one thing where I'm like, okay, they did that right, is that when it comes to the whole thing of it and and explaining it, they do the brief summary correctly, but then when you get into the nitty gritty, it's just all wrong.
0: Yeah, but honestly, for changing it to a show adaptation, that doesn't bug me, because making it that there's one brother and that she ends up losing him after... And that makes it more personal that this is my only brother and I just lost him. Mm-hmm. And so I, for story-wise, I understand that. Sticking to the actual lore of what's there, it's not following that. But there is some leeway that for me is acceptable.
1: And for me, I don't think the same, but this is where I think they could have missed a get-out-on-a-good-story opportunity because now it's Galadriel has this chip on her shoulder when actually what if we changed the way she reacts and responds to that being of her brother. And she is now watching her brother go through all of this. And that is how she gains her wisdom in all of this is because she is seeing the dark road that her other brother is going down because of the loss of the other brother. Yeah. I, yeah, sorry, go
0: ahead. (laughs) I agree. I think that could have been a really great tool um, and would stick for me as really well written and to seeing that and being able to figure out for herself how she should handle things and stick with the wise woman that we know and love.
1: Exactly. Instead of making her the idiot. <laughs> because, yeah, yeah just because just, at that point, a lot of her decisions became stupid and even her company, even the soldiers that accompany her looking for Sauron, which, by the way, she never actually hunted Sauron. Yep. She it would have made a lot more sense if that was like her brother going off on this mission because, again, the other brother's not mentioned. So that one, they would have had a lot more leeway to do that with.
0: Yeah, they would have. And that would have been better for lore and fitting with uh, how the story should be. Um, and I have this note later on, but this is essentially what I said with the as my overall feel with the show. Mm-hmm. It feels like they took the story and they're trying to make it quote-unquote better than the original by doing what they want with it. And so they're just like, well, this would make it a really great story when they already have a great story and they just don't want to tell it. Um,
1: exactly
0: so going back to what you're talking about though the hunting Sauron um, and the symbol and how the symbol is cut into the brother and I think they missed an opportunity to make it more flushed out simply by saying that there was like more than one that hunted him down because he wouldn't have gone alone and if he did others probably would have done the same and that uh, it should have been that they all had the marking, or why is it that he's marked on there? And we may find out later. And so that could be some fe- foreshadowing future details. Which, if so, great. I am, um, but it felt like it was all just a so sh- she could have seen the symbol before, and then when she gets to the castle, the fortress up in the north, I am um, that she's able to see the symbol again. But my problem with that is that they had it marked there and she instantly just says oh this is so any orcs can find their way and know which direction to go and the last time she saw the symbol was on her dead brother which two things one that doesn't make sense is if they mark people they kill with that why would it be the symbol like it just it's his symbol it's there and I, I know they're trying to go with the whole secrecy of Sauron, which he is supposed to be keeping a low profile at this point in time. Yeah. But why would he mark someone's body with the symbol? And then yeah. why it just those scenes didn't make sense to me. Um mm-hmm. uh, the other thing that bugged me is that in that battle against the snow ogre, right? Was it ogre? The
1: snow troll. It's troll yeah, but... troll, thank you.
0: That this elite team with her can't do anything against it and then she can just massacre it and it's a protagonist thing that the lord of the rings didn't have that the lord of the rings was them working together as a team
1: Mm -hmm. and
0: it took a team to take down a troll
1: exactly and that's they turned her into in my notes i have it in saying that she's a stubborn mary sue where yeah As we see, she's like, okay, this snow troll is attacking, and immediately, they fling her into the air, she cuts its back, it drops on the floor, she takes a knife, stabs it in the face. Yeah. Don't care how powerful and amazing elves are, Legolas, also, powerful, amazing elf. It took Aragorn, it took Gimli, it took Legolas, it took Boromir, it took Gandalf to down a cave troll a single cave troll
0: and gandalf is on par with galadriel at her full power
1: oh yeah absolutely like we're talking this in fact actually that's who i think that's what part of the stranger is it's one of the wizards that came yes. but yeah we see how even within rings of power we've seen how powerful wizards can be yes and just the whole troll the snow troll fight also felt kind of like a dnd random encounter to be honest
0: (laughs) it did it really did
1: and Uh, just again and gladriel is just this horrible commander who is defying her king to in her own stubborn search which honestly like i know a lot of this they're trying to do just like oh i am woman i am powerful kind of thing
0: yeah like i'm right everyone's telling me i'm wrong but i'm right I'm gonna do it anyways, and okay. So this is jumping to the end of the episode, but
1: okay.
0: at the very end of the episode, the king has the leaf fall down, and it has all the darkness on it, and it speaks to him in the dark speech. Yeah, is that implying that he's being con- like he's working with Sauron, and that he's like purposely undermining her, or is that's kind of what the impression I got, and so uh- I.
1: The impression that I was more getting is, I think it was supposed to be foreshadowing. Because the High King, as he was talking to Elrond, said that he believed and he saw a vision that Galadriel returning home was supposed to be a good thing. Because he believed that if she continued the hunt, that it was more of this, this is where I'm going to say, like a lore problem, is that Sauron gains power based on belief. And so, with her not going home, she is the catalyst to having Sauron come come through and do his plans.
0: Okay.
1: Like, that's why I thought the leaf was supposed to be. But I do like your idea that it's like maybe the High King Elf is working with uh, the Dark Powers, whether that be Sauron himself or Morgoth, or maybe just the fact that uh, the Dark Power has actually reached the elven city and is now beginning to pollute it. And that's what the leaf is supposed to symbolize. And now he's just going, Oh crap. We sent her home. I do not want to do, like, I don't want to give every, don't want to worry anybody. I don't want to cause a panic. Yeah, That's, that's what I thought okay. it was supposed to be is just like, Oh, cause glad you didn't go home. Now all this darkness is coming. Yeah. That was kind of the thing I had on it. But so, actually, going quickly back to the ice cave. Yes. I just, again, does that entire thing is just like it felt entirely conveniently fast paced? Yes. Like they go into the cave. She punches through an ice wall. No problem. I know.
0: And how, I just, I didn't understand that. Why would she look at that? Huh, there's ice right here. I'm going to punch it. Oh, look, it's a doorway that they blocked off.
1: Exactly. What? Oh, I- Oh, and the other, other, other dumb thing. She gets to the top of the mountain, pulls herself up, drops her sword, and pulls out a dagger to point at the map. I know.
0: Why did you Why? do that?
1: <laughs> Why? <laughs> I, heck, my wife's, like, she, she's watching this with me, and we. she sees me just go, what the heck? I'm just like, she has gauntlets. She can quite literally point to on the map where she's at. like why (laughs) and and so actually the one thing i kind of appreciate is the fact that her team did mute me after the troll fight (laughs) yeah because she is just a horrible stubborn commander like honestly like if you even changed genders where if it was a man you'd go this guy is a complete jerk he is an idiot like he needs to listen to the counsel of his men and go, you know what? How about this? In fact, I believe one of them was saying, let's make camp for the night. Honestly? Okay. Boom. Done. Camp for the night. Let's discuss. Let's plan. Let's do this. No. It's just like, no. I'm a woman. I'm always right. Let's go forward. (laughs) I'm just like, that's just stupid.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree. She definitely has the it's the terrible commander. And that's all that it is. Um, it is. If you can't keep up, then you're just going to fall behind. Um. She has moments, though. And this is one of the redeeming qualities that I have appreciated. She has those moments where she realizes she went too far. And so she yeah. pulls back. Once with that, where she sees the men are going to fall. And so she goes, okay, we'll stop. And then, then next time is i think in episode uh, end of the episode stick. i know right <laughs> i'm uh, just i, I, I
1: have to stuffy nose
0: <laughs> yeah i'm mostly over all i have left is the stuffy nose and um, sinus pressure just sucks but anyways uh, the second time is later on when she's at the ceremony where she finally just acquiesces she goes yeah okay. and i, I thought that it's... was really mm-hmm. well done on that part
1: yeah but as i say this is where for me it's a double-edged short just like i think she's beginning to realize that okay you know what maybe it is because i am too prideful so she's just like okay i'm gonna try to submit try to submit this is my king after all
0: yeah
1: uh but also seems like i'm better than you but uh, that, that's yeah. that's the entire vibe like <laughs> it's, it made me think of us in high school and seminary, <laughs> I feel called out. Hey, dude, it was me too. <laughs> I, I called myself out. Okay, so oddly, everything we talked about is like the first 15 minutes of the entire show, pretty much. So,
0: uh, oh, hold yeah. on, one more thing with the ice place. Ice. Is this uh, okay. it's a question I have? I am, um, is it canon before this that evil makes it so fire is not warm
1: uh I don't know that honestly that could have been something they make up okay like that's where I don't know but if that's the case then the whole stranger thing that the guy who fell from the sky yeah yeah he, he he's sketchy at that point
0: well so that's oh. where
1: it's and I think that's where it was supposed to be a tie-in but okay, anyway.
0: so I okay sounds good. I was just or I can't talk right now. My am is so stuffed. Um, when they when they were in the ice palace and one of the elves was like, "Wow, like I'm so numb, I can't feel anything," or and she's like, "Oh no, it's just evil. You can't feel the heat of the fire from the torch." Um, it just seemed a little off, but then that makes sense if they're foreshadowing with this other person the stranger
1: yeah i am um, so because yeah yeah i th- i think it was just weird and kind of a tossaway line at first but then when uh, we'll, we'll cover more of the hot harfoots in a little bit yeah. but when the stranger falls from the sky which again th- not really much of a spoiler for anybody listening uh just because that was in the trailer she quietly goes up just like huh this fire's not hot yes so i think that was supposed to be kind of like a, oh don't trust him don't trust him if the fire's not hot it it means he's evil kind of a situation
0: okay that makes so, sense i didn't i actually didn't even think of that at the time i, I, like,
1: I didn't think of it either until just now <laughs> okay <laughs> so just like oh oh that, that recalled that moment so yeah right. so <clears throat>
0: oh i had this one note it's when they got back from after the mutiny and everything. Mm-hmm. It literally just says, King, extremely smart. Because <laughs> he, he, he had all those things of, I'm making glad you're away to meet with her. I know Elrond was really the one stopping that, but I'm sure the King was also very much like, hey, I'm going to celebrate her success and ignore this fact just so that way there's not any problems. That was very mature on his end as far as kings go. Because typically people write kings Mm -hmm. as you do anything and they'll have your head. But this was a really great way to write a king. And then he sends them, during the ceremony, he sends them away. He's like, hey, nope, you guys are going to be leaving. We're celebrating your success. You get to go home. He's getting around the picture. She's causing too many problems. Let's just get rid of this. Perfect. And I thought, I was like, he is doing things the best way he knows how and i think that's a great thing for someone who has the full picture or a exactly
1: and things that's what it is is like a, even if you look at the military there is your chain of command is the underlings aren't really like okay this is where the underlings the privates everybody below the chain of command has to follow everybody above the chain of command because the the Guys, up the chain of command, see the whole picture. And this is where the king is smart and a skillful political tactician. But he's also a good, like, he is seeing everything. And he's just like, okay, how can I maneuver this for the betterment of our people? He's not really doing this like, oh, I'm doing this because I want the power. I want to do all this. He's doing this because he's just like, okay, we quite literally just got done with a huge war. Let's see if we can do some type of semblance of peace. You you guys fought amazing. You guys can go home. You guys need to heal from what you guys just went through. Go back to the undying lands. Go home to the land of our ancestors, to the land of the Valar. Go home. Take this moment of rest. And so it was very much more along the lines of, he saw what they did, and he acknowledges the effort they put into it. Instead of just going, "Oh, you defied my orders. Go home. I'm not, I'm not do any of this." It's very much more along the lines of, "I appreciate all the hard work and effort you're doing, but things are can be very things are very fragile at this moment. Let's let's not tip the scale in their favor and lose our soldiers that know how to fight. Instead, let's let's send them home.
0: Yeah." I personally really like him Gil Gilead Gil- I, I Gilead? think so. I
1: am um,
0: yeah I well, really I'm, like him
1: I'm pretty sure we're gonna butcher hot these names I actually not had not to sure. write one of the names down but... yeah
0: I so, it was Celebrimbor but we'll get to him later
1: so oh, I, I like Celebrimbor just, just lore wise I love Celebrimbor in the lore he's yeah. awesome
0: alright so the next part in here that I have is about the I am Oh what was his Her. name the oh is it the harfoots now or is it the elf the elf the uh
1: let's let's cover the harfoots okay. because the watchtower elf uh and that story I think that it does have significance later on but also uh, I think there are some elements but I think we should cover a lot more of that in uh, when we're talking about episode two because I feel like that storyline gets flushed out more in episode two.
0: I agree. Okay, going to talk about him then. Okay, so, so Hardfootz. I hardfoots. love how they set up their community. That was so cool that they're okay. more mobile and that they could like drop those aids. The camouflage with it. Personally, mm-hmm. I thought that was really cool. I thought it was. I at first I was kind of hesitant, I was like this isn't the hobbits I know, but they're not supposed to be the hobbits we know. This is a different group mm-hmm. entirely.
1: This is their ancestors, technically. Like that. That's the vibe they're trying to give off. Okay. Uh, for me as just like the Harfoots okay uh, there's just a couple things I'm like okay I'm not a huge fan of the fact they're like kind of like dirty blumbering hippies
0: <laughs> yeah but,
1: but for what they're going for it does make sense yes like I do like the fact that they're like able to drop everything and that they're more like wandering nomads like I do like that idea And how a lot more of their stuff is nature-based. Okay, I do like that. So as soon as I was just like, these aren't the Hobbits I know. The Hobbits I know. In fact, everything that is within the Hobbit. Like they say, this isn't like a filthy hole. This is a Hobbit hole. It is nice and clean and tidy. Uh, And so that's always the aspect of Hobbits that I'm used to. But I was like, well, maybe now the Harfoots are how we get to the, this is a clean hole. This is a tidy hole kind of society. Yeah. But I do, just for me, I was just like, something just feels off. I know they're trying to go for comedic. It just doesn't quite come across. It didn't. Like, it feels like it's a bad, it was like a bad joke that didn't hit the punchline correctly. Yeah. What do you think of Nori? She's uh, the
0: main hobbit.
1: Yeah, yeah. nori i know they were trying to cast her kind of like as a frodo-esque character yeah but honestly her and poppy come across as more of a knockoff version of marion pippin
0: (laughs) i could see that
1: (laughs) because then as i was looking at it i'm just like yeah i'm seeing more like if marion pippin became the main characters because actually as i was even thinking that if you look at like the two towers with marion pippin the way they interact It is very similar to how they, from how Laurie and Poppy interact with the stranger, and Mary and Pippin react with Treebeard. Yep. Is that they're like, oh no, this isn't it! He's gonna quite literally kill us! (laughs) And and he's just like, no, 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 we gotta make it friends with us, we gotta make it friends with us! Like, it has very much of a more Mary and Pippin-esque to it. Yeah. And and which for me, I was just like, okay, you know what? I'm a little bit happier they took that route instead of like the Frodo and Sam route because I'm sorry, there's only one Frodo and Sam. Let's not replicate that. Merry Pippin. Okay. That, that one, it's more of a, okay, that could be a little bit more fun. Yeah. I'm glad
0: they did that too.
1: Yeah. I'm glad they went that route instead. But for me, I just like, and I want to say part of it could be the music. The music, I just don't think, is helping it land properly. Yeah. Because when we think of the Hobbits, like, sorry, both of us, I think we can immediately conjure up the music from the Shire. Yep. Just how joyful and happy that is. We need something like that, or even they could have done a different kind of rendition of the Shire to make it more hard footy And so to
0: make it feel, yeah, I agree.
1: And so I think with the music, that could have also added to it. But I also think what would have really helped even between the first two episodes is it feels like they're trying to, as soon as you like, okay, I'm kind of getting into the story of it, they cut to another story. Yes. It just felt very choppy and all over the place. Whereas if they honestly is just like, okay, maybe a little snippet here, a little snippet there. And honestly, if they delve more into like, Honestly, they covered more Galadriel and the Harfoots. Just focus on those two in episode one. It would have gone a little bit better. And then episode two, Harfoots and then the uh, Watchtower elves a- and how a- they're pulling up. Yeah. Yeah, Erendir.
0: Yeah, I think Erendir. Yep, Erendir yeah. and... Erendir's story.
1: Yep. Be- because I feel like that story is interesting it's just, I don't, I want it to be more flushed out. I feel like they've actually did Aaron Deer's story a disservice so far. I agree. And I feel like if they just took the time and focused more onto it within like episode two, have it cover more of that because end of episode one, sorry, Gladriel out on a ship. She is shipwrecked. That's why I think we both like episode two the most is because we're not really covering Gladriel.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I agree. I Honestly, Aaron Deer is probably my favorite character in this series so far.
1: Same here. Like uh, For me, I was just like, okay, uh, I'm going to black out. I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm going to be cautious with this. Just because, again, I know uh, this is where I'm like, at this point, I'm throwing skin color out the window. Just because, I at this point, I'm like, it really doesn't matter. Because they hired... Because uh, I think the actor is doing a great job with it. And his character story... Everything with it is going great. And actually, I think in all respects, if they removed Galadriel and did not make this Lord of the Rings and made it its own fantasy series, it would have bumped up several notches of I, just I, how great this show could have been. Yep. But the fact that it's Lord of the Rings, I think it's the name that's also going to break it down. Because you have the hardcore fans that are like, no, this is inaccurate. This is inaccurate there. this is You're destroying Tolkien's work. I was just... I just feel like they pushed a lot of the social justicing, and honestly, I think this is where we've put too much politics into our shows. Yes, and we need to stop doing that, and just sit back and actually enjoy the show. And if they just removed the Lord of the Rings tile from it, I think that would have gotten rid of some of the po- politics behind it, because if this was like any type of Dungeons and Dragons. I don't think anyone would question a black elf or a black dwarf. Heck, they could even make them an Asian elf, an Asian dwarf. No one would have in an eye, in my opinion.
0: Yeah. It's simply because, so Tolkien, when he wrote The Lord of the Rings, it was the tribute to mythology of Britain. And that's where people have that problem. And so I, that's where I was kind of iffy on it. And it had nothing to do with the actor. It had nothing to do with the fact that he was black. It had everything to do with them taking the lore and being, you know, this is outdated. We don't want this anymore. And mm-hmm. just for having that love and that heritage, uh, it's just, it's sad to see because it's just like, oh, nope, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that this is the history of this place, we're going to change it. Yeah. Um, I would have liked to see a full, like a, as accurate as possible, Italian. And that would have been awesome. However, as far as the show itself goes, I think that, I, that Aaron Deer, that he's doing a fantastic job. And oh, I'm yeah. very happy with the character. I am, I was worried that it was going to be sub, Par acting, because I said know the actor. Mm-hmm. But he's honestly been by far my favorite person of the entire show.
1: Yeah, no, same here. Like, I love Aaron Deere. And for me, that's where I'm like, I want to know more of his story. I want to know his backstory. I want to know more about him because he is so interesting and so intriguing. Yeah. And, and that's what makes Aaron Deere so, so good. And again, for me, I'm going to say it's Aaron Deere and Nora's story. <laughs> Because yeah. the actress who plays Aaron Deere's love interest is Nora from How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. <laughs> so, so for me, I'm just like, oh, it's Nora.
0: Her <laughs> uh, creature name is Bronwyn. I pulled Bronwyn. up the full cast, so I have it in front of me right now.
1: Oh, perfect. So I think now with that, let's dive into episode two.
0: Okay. I'm good of it to start with like we're talking about with aaron deer and with i am um, just his story i thought that they set up really well with how like there's that other dark force going on and they made it really creepy and it was really cool i, I know i'm jumping way ahead in the episode itself but oh no
1: and it, this is where we could just cover that entire segment
0: <laughs> yeah i am um, And so I really enjoyed that side of things and how I enjoyed the setup with it all. Um, I had two problems with this whole side of it, though. Okay. And maybe I just missed something in the introduction or some other part, but they talked so heavily about orcs and how orcs are everywhere, and then suddenly they're nowhere. And then they didn't really mention like anything to do with men supporting Wargoth And then suddenly as these are their strongest supporters and we have to watch them and there's heavily like heavy racism between these two sides. Yeah. And no, There was no lead up yeah. to that. And that yeah, was my problem.
1: Yeah. No. And that's my problem too, is like, there is no lead up. Like we're just immediately given all this information. I'm just like, okay, just curious. Did the writers just not communicate back and forth on this, this topic uh, on this part of it? And that's yeah. where for me, that's why I think I was saying before, just like the story of this, it just feels feels like it's being forced in some respects. Where honestly, like this story is more compelling than the Gladiol story, to be honest.
0: Yes, hundred percent. Yes.
1: And so uh, there's there should have been a lot more intrigue with this, a lot more build up, a lot more. And actually, I think this one even has a lot more. I think this one they were trying to do a lot more telling. And foreshadowing of, or, or even just like an easter egg, to the original Lord of the Rings. Because we take this kid who finds a sword that has Sauron's mark on it, and he is hiding it. Yes. Just like Frodo has to hide the one ring from Sauron.
0: Yes, but for him, he's hiding it from his mom and from everyone else. More, He seems like a dark counter to Frodo.
1: Exactly. It's like if Frodo had... Yeah, exactly. A dark counter. A dark version of Frodo.
0: Yes, where Frodo intended to do good, this kid feels like he intends to do bad.
1: And and I think that is what makes the Hobbits in Lord of the Rings so amazing. And this is where it shows how, at least in Aragorn's perspective in the Fellowship, on how weak men are to the powers of the darkness. To the powers of Morgoth. Mm-hmm. And I think that illustrates it very well. That does. So.
0: I am also calling it now that's their child. Theo is totally their child.
1: Oh, that, that'd be interesting. Okay. 100%. But, <laughs> now, the other thing I actually really liked during Erendir's story yes. is actually the fight. That they had with the orc. Theo and his mother. Really? I liked it because of one thing. It felt a little bit more. Like a realistic fight. It was two people. Versus one orc. And the orc. Was not armed. Only thing he had were claws. Which honestly. The claws look blunted. Probably from digging.
0: But he never so, used them.
1: He never used them. Don't get me wrong. That's that the only thing where I'm like, okay, I have an issue because he never got the chance to like slash across Theo's back or slash across Nora or anything like that. He's just like, what's going on? What's going on? Oh, humid! Ah! Big attack! Yeah. Like that, that was more of the vibe.
0: All of his hits were with his fist. He never used his claws. He hit them with his hand, but he never yeah, cut he... them.
1: He was more punching them, which is where Fran just like, okay, he didn't use the claws because I'm like, okay, they're trying to pull the punch. So I think the fight choreography could have been better. But the overall idea of it was a two versus one fight. Yes. That seemed for me realistic in the fact that, okay, two humans versus one orc and again, two human civilians, I might add. Yeah. Fighting him with farming equipment.
0: <laughs> yes, and I agree that in that way it was really well done. I am um,
1: But the choreography in of, it, of itself, it could have been a lot better. I think yeah. a lot of the fighting choreography in this could have been so much better. From you'll snow troll fight to this orc fight. Yes.
0: I agree with that. I am um, so I guess one thing to counter myself. About mm-hmm. him not slashing them, uh, because honestly, if he had used his claws as intended, that he would have cut them to shreds. Uh, in my opinion, oh yeah, the entire town that they went to was missing, not killed, yeah. missing. So it could very well be that they are capturing people and not killing them.
1: Oh, very, very true. Okay, so he could have been out found more humies. Oh, yeah, because, okay, uh, especially like in like uh, some of the other lore books, like uh, Children of Hurin, is they take humans as slaves and use them to work. And so that makes odd. more sense, is that the orc could have been there it's like, oh, more humans that I could bring to work for Morgoth.
0: Yeah, so that was the one reason reserve I had as to why it could have done that. Um, But the point where it started feeling like it was losing, I feel like it would have been like, nope, there's more.
1: Just like, you know what? Nope. Nope. Two humans dead is better than me dying.
0: Yeah. Like, I have some sort of implement stuck into my back. I'm just going to kill them at this point. Exactly. They're not exactly creatures of reason, from what I understand of Lord of the Rings. Not, like, the same level as men or elves, especially.
1: Uh, and here's the thing, though. Uh, orcs were elves.
0: Yes, but they're twisted and broken.
1: They're, they're twisted and broken. So that's where for me, I think they again, they have the same fighting tenacity and maybe the same fighting tactics, which is what makes them so formidable in like the wars with against Morgoth.
0: Yeah. That makes
1: but sense. I, and again, as we get further into like the third age, the dumber they get, just because it's more they've gotten away from their ancestral line. But that's fair. It's like <laughs> I, I equated to the Warhammer orcs. The original <laughs> orcs were like geniuses <laughs> that were just like titans among themselves. To now they're like bumbling idiots. <laughs> were, like we believe red big things go fast. Paint red on it and it instantly goes faster. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but okay, so I think we've covered Aaron Deere's story pretty well. Uh quick yeah, I think we even covered like all of like uh, oh the Harford stuff. Okay, what what's up? Sorry,
0: this is going back to I'm um, how is it Hadril? by the, the brother of uh, Gladril. Okay. help it's not Halbrand. But yeah, I'm um, so I had this note. He's kind of sketchy.
1: He is super sketchy, which actually, okay. Th- this is my, my, I don't think we cover this. This is my theory on the mark. Yes. He is extremely sketchy. The light, the fact he says the line, just like, oh, sometimes you got to touch the darkness. Yeah. He might have that mark because he was an agent of Sauron.
0: Ooh, I like it.
1: Be- that <laughs> makes so much more sense.
0: It does. He- because it made it seem like he got branded when he was killed
1: when that branding could have been again may have been branded on him as the fact he's just like oh because because now thinking back to it just like oh imagine him he's already in this he could have been the one that actually poisoned the tree to allow morgoth to destroy that tree
0: i like it
1: he could have been that spy, and he could be the dark one. That's why he's like, "Oh, you know what? I'm gonna convert my sister as well to the powers of Morgoth, because I see the magical power she has, and imagine bringing that to the darks to the darkness."
0: I'm not gonna lie; this actually is making me kind of excited for Galadriel's side of it to find mm-hmm. out that her brother's a traitor, and to see that all of her anger and everything was misplaced. And mm-hmm. have her be that arc of the realization.
1: <laughs> I, I love how we have. That's how it is. I love how we've like okay, now we figured out her character arc. Let's now see if it goes that way.
0: I'd know, right. <laughs> 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 I think if they did it that way, though, I I would be perfectly happy. Especially even with how things are now, where I don't care for a character at all. I am. Um, mm-hmm. It's just. It's not. It's not compelling. It's just angry. And I understand it, it, that that's the point. So if mm-hmm. they can change it and have that moment of realization, and then she has to find herself, and she finds herself as the gladiol that we know, I'll be okay with it.
1: And, and I know I'm pretty sure that's what the showrunners are wanting that this is the story on how she becomes that. Yes. It's just, I feel like they could have done a little bit better job with it.
0: I but... agree. But we were only but, two episodes in.
1: Yeah, technically we are only two episodes in. So, again, that's where they can change our minds and change everything with it. Yeah. So, now to the – okay, we covered most of the Harfoots, uh, how – yeah, I think yeah. we covered we covered all the, like, important stuff.
0: So, do you want to talk about The Stranger uh, or do you want to talk about uh, Kella Brimbor and Elrond and their story?
1: Honestly, I want to talk about Celebrimbor and, and there's and
0: okay. that's Kelber what I wanted Bore, to go Elrond nice and
1: the dwarves, like
0: I loved wow. it. It was so great, highlighting I the entire w- show,
1: dude. The entire dwarves segment that is what made the show fun.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> because like there is only two negatives I have with the entire dwarves. Yes, one of them I know you know because we both talked about it and everybody's talked about it. Yeah. The dwarven women need beards. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and uh. and the second thing, it is super nitpicky that I, I'm fine giving it away, yeah. because I know what they're trying to do. It would this would have just taken it to the next step higher. Is they keep, the dwarves keep on saying like Ali's beard?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Ali was the Valar that created the dwarves. Okay. So that's why they're using it. But the dwarves actually refer to Auli as Mahal. So I think it would have been better instead of them saying, oh, Auli's beard being Mahal's beard. But again, yeah. it's super nitpicky. To but where also, I'm like, I will, I'll give it away.
0: <laughs> I am. Also, you have to remember, they don't have full access to all the information. And if that's not in the appendix to Lord of the Rings and that's only in the actual Simril, like the Simrilian, or some other works that they don't have access to, then they can't yeah. use it.
1: Yeah, and that's where I'm like, you know what, that's am I'm like, I'm fine giving it to them. Like, this one was like, I know what they were trying to do. Yes. And that's I'm like, I, I give them credit for what they're trying to do. This yeah. is where just like, if they could, if they could have done the Mahal, or however it's actually pronounced, because I butcher most of Tolkien's pronunciations. <laughs> 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 it's
0: okay, I do too. I. Uh, but my only other thing i had something else that bug oh no so it's more of a question and it's just because it's left unanswered is he still going to be exiled from the dwarves <laughs> Guys, i think so <laughs> i think he has to be <laughs> he failed he gave I think up he does
1: and i think he does but they're kind of glossing because over that right now they're glossing over just because it's just like well he's banished He's just not out yet. <laughs> as soon as he leaves, as soon as he leaves, he's banished. He's still here though. <laughs> We're gonna keep him here. <laughs> like I love Elrond's endurance relationship just because it is it is a story of two best friends. It, it really is. is. I it love, is so funny.
0: I love the fact that they did this where to an elf, 20 years is a blink. That's nothing. It's,
1: exactly
0: but to a dwarf that's an entire lifetime. lifetime i love they brought that dynamic in and i love that they made it where he's just like you missed both my children's births and my wedding like you missed all these events in my life and i know it's just a blink to you but it's not to me and you have to see it from my perspective on this and i was like man that's actually really cool i love that they did that
1: Oh, me too. I'm just like, it really drives home that point. It's just like, it is a friendship between two races. And then I love what they did with Alrond in that moment too. It wasn't a gloss over just like, oh, I'm so sorry. Will you forgive me? And staring on, ah, of course I will. Instead, it's Alrond goes, let me just say this then. Congratulations on your wedding. Congratulations on your kids. Congratulations on all of it. And I am so sorry I missed it. Please yeah. allow me to apologize to your wife for missing all of this. Will you allow me that? I was just immediately going, this is Elrond. This is the man I love. Yo, I loved that. I,
0: I that was really well done.
1: <laughs> and then it was very much like still angry. I like, fine, you can apologize to my wife. And then you're leaving. And actually,
0: you can't stay for dinner. Like,
1: can't stay for dinner then of course like in any marriage wife comes in just like ah, oh, you're staying for dinner no he's not <laughs> yes he is <laughs> and honestly i loved durin and his wife like i, I love that relationship uh the actress is she kind of bugs me but i can't i cannot i have to give her credit on her performance she did amazing
0: she did a really great job i was very impressed with Deeza and i just Everything with that. Uh, I, I wish they would given her a beard. I understand that. She probably just didn't want one. It's <laughs>
1: <She's laughs> but... just like, why? I'm a female. Exactly. <laughs> Every dwarf has a beard, though. Like, <laughs> this is where I was just like, okay, I have to. Because, again, visually, the audience needs to be able to distinguish. Yeah. Between male and female. So, that's where I'm just like, uh, it would have been funnier if everybody had beards. <laughs> but... Yep but I'm, this is where, like I'm I, I will consent uh, like I will concede the no beards I will concede. This is yeah. where I'm just like the dwarves were done fantastic.
0: I agree. The one thing that I kind of kind of bugged me is I so with the Lord of the Rings with the dwarves and the hobbits as well they used a lot of like stunt doubles from the when they were around other people so that way they just appeared shorter yeah I uh, but they were in normal proportion mm-hmm. and I it just to me that's my mind what the dwarves look like but with this they seemed much more like an actual midget uh, just yeah. like stocky midgets and that's going to sound terrible I just that's the way that it, it kind of seemed to me and I think that could have been done a little bit different but maybe i'm just prejudiced i don't know
1: okay well in in the sense of being quote-unquote politically correct here uh the actual technical name for them is the dwarves like they're actually called dwarves yeah so i think it was more of supposed to be like a nod to the dwarven community in, in our age okay So, that's where I'm just like, it it makes a a little bit of sense on why they went that right way. Because, again, sorry, Lord of the Rings is trying to be as politically correct as they can. Yeah. And so, it makes sense why they would actually hire dwarves to be dwarves. Yeah. But, no. Like, it makes sense. But, uh, again, like, when seeing it, just, like, something, the proportions seem a little bit off. It's like, oh, it's probably because they actually hired dwarves to to play it. Yeah. Which is like once you make that make that assessment, it's like, okay, that that makes more sense. Yeah, Whereas with sure. like the Hardfoots, they like CGI'd them smaller.
0: Yeah, and they and, well, it wasn't even CGI necessarily. It was the same trick they used with uh, in the actual mm-hmm. Lord of the Rings, where when it's just them, they just have them yes. because they seem the same size. But when you put them next to someone else they'll only really show them from the back when they're standing Mm -hmm. next to them because they use either like a child or someone else that's really short for that purpose.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No. And actually the reason why I'm saying CGI is because if we go to the stranger thing, we're actually seeing Nori's face. Okay. With uh, the stranger. So oh, okay. now that could have also been some camera work as well, like what they did yeah. with Gandalf and Frodo, where they have him more forward towards the camera and then they have Nori further away. Yeah. That could make sense too. But I believe there was some CGI of like actually making them a little bit smaller.
0: Definitely could be.
1: Which which at this point, like I, I'm not diving into like uh, the nitty-gritty of special effects, because in my mind's eye, as long as it conveys the message.
0: Yeah, it's good. and they did a really great job in selling them as hobbits.
1: Mm-hmm. Say, yeah, they, they did a good job. Uh, just, okay, yeah, there there was one aspect that with the Harfoots made no sense because uh, I actually then went back and looked it up, is the Harfoots and dwarves actually were friends. They had a relationship with each other. Okay. Because as the Harfoots, in my mind's eye, <clears throat> as the Harfoots would travel around, they'd visit mountains and that's how they would trade. That's how they would exchange goods and exchange information. Ah. So that way, we're not getting someone like Lori... Oh, sorry, Nori. Sorry. (laughs) Nori. Someone like Nori going, what's going on out there? So that way, they stay informed, and then that way, they can plan and adjust their migration as needed.
0: That makes sense to me.
1: So... I think we've covered most of the series, but yeah, I think we need to just kinda of cover The Stranger yes. and then Gladville's shipwreck. Yeah.
0: So The Stranger, I am I had a two theories on this one. The first one just before we get into everything that showed. I am the first was when I was watching the trailer, and I know this is wrong, but it was the thought that he was Sorrowman. Okay. Um, because everyone's saying that's gonna be Gandalf, but I know the Gandalf wasn't in this age, and I know that was the big thing that people were bringing up about it. Um, but there were others that came down, so Saruman and I, um, oh Radagast,
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, I I think it'd be, it, be funny if it was Radagast.
0: <laughs> it'd be hilarious if it was Radagast. I would love it if it was Radagast. I but I I think it's going to be Saruman or my other thought. And this one is pretty far out there is that it's actually Saruman.
1: Mm. Interesting. Uh, For me, the stranger, I'm a little bit more like, I'm curious on to see who he is. I do believe actually that he, it could be Gandalf or Saruman. Like I'm thinking it might be one of the wizards. Definitely. Yeah. Because uh, the thing that's very... That makes me go... This could be... It could be either in any case. Because the wizards know all the... Like, they know most of the tongues. Mm -hmm. They know how to... uh, They know the dark speech. They know this... uh, I can't remember the name of it. But they know Sauron's tongue. Yeah. They know... They know how to talk, and we see that he is communicating with the fireflies and that he has a connection to them, but ends up inadvertently killing the fireflies. Yes. And the wizards, yeah, they they definitely do come down from the sky uh, as kind of like meteors because they get rebirthed. They get reincarnated, quote unquote.
0: They're essentially angels. Yeah. And wasn't it that. And the reason why I thought it was, could be Saruman is because wasn't Saruman one of them and then he fell after he joined with Morgoth?
1: Uh thing is, okay, Saruman, He Again, there is a reason why he was Saruman the White up until uh, the Fellowship. is yeah. he was a good man. Uh, he was, in every respect, what we see in Gandalf the White in the Twin Towers and Return of the King... That was Saruman.
0: Yeah, sorry, Sauron, not Saruman. Saruman. Sauron. That's what I say. Sauron is the same race, is he not? He was one of the angels before he joined Morgoth and fell.
1: Uh, he was one of the. uh, Basically, he was a priest of Morgoth, so he would have been there before. Honestly, who I think Sauron is is is, (laughs) how. Yeah, Halbrid, the Halbrand, Gal- yeah. yeah Halbrand yeah Halbrand glad you shipwreck mate
0: yeah I've heard that theory and I think it's probably going to be right
1: it makes the most sense to me yeah because cause I think in every respect what's supposed to be is just like uh, Sauron con- trying to convert her but also humble her like at this point he's trying to size her up he's just like okay how big is this foe that's been hunting me yeah and he and Sauron, especially during this age, he was known for disguises. He was known for hiding himself because that's actually how he got, how he tricked everybody into getting the rings of power.
0: Yeah. Um, so I just looked it up. Yes. So both Gandalf and Sauron are Maya. Okay. They're both the same race. Cool.
1: Perfect. I again I just wasn't sure off the top of my head.
0: <clears throat> You're good. I just wanted to look it up because I had I thought I had heard that essentially he was the story and accustomed to like Christianity of Lucifer, uh the fallen yeah.
1: angel. That makes sense. Okay. Very cool. So Man, now sorry. we are on to the shipwreck. And what a wreck and- it is. <laughs> I just gotta say, I love when her stupil- stupidity almost killed her.
0: <laughs> I know she tied herself to the thing and then <laughs> to the freaking and then it goes under.
1: I was just like, "Oh, that—that's just beautiful. I love it."
0: I, I thought that was really hilarious. I thought that was well done, uh, a good subversion of the typical, like, "I'm I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna be smart and it's gonna work." And I actually appreciated that they did that. I thought that was really well done. But then it showed Me the too. good side of Hallbrand where he'd saved her.
1: Yeah. And I was just like, let her drown, let her drown, let her drown. <laughs> 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 Which honestly, if it's Sauron, like it would have made sense, I was like, I could let her drown. Hmm. Would have been pain on my would have been a thrown on my, my side. Hmm. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I was just like, and oh, I think all really, oh, the things that got like no, I, a thrown out. Of was... my side. <laughs> For me, I just. Uh, my biggest beef is like at the very end when she gets up on the ship, she it has to be her that hauls him up. I just like, really? Yeah. The dude just saved your butt and you're trying to be all high and mighty? No, yeah. you almost drowned. You would be on the floor <laughs> coughing like crazy. Yup. Both of you be on the ground coughing like crazy. I think that would have been better of them both coming up on the raft. Just, uh, 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 and then them helping each other up instead of her going, Here, take my hand. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm just like, Really? Really? You have that much of a superiority complex? Yep. If anything, I love how Hellbrand is just like, Yeah, yeah, it's not like your pride is gonna kill you or anything.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yep. But... yeah so I don't know. i the whole part was just kind of interesting. um I thought the creature was really cool, oh the, yeah, the worm they called it i um, I thought that was really cool, and I thought it was uh really well mm-hmm. done in that with the c g i and everything I, I thought it was kind of funny that it just like ripped them all to shreds. I mm-hmm. all like the people in there but it goes back to more of the uh, racism against elves
1: uh, which it makes no sense at this point well from
0: what I understand picking up pieces is that because when the elves beat Morgoth that they essentially put themselves in an um, authoritarian place yeah where yeah, we're the police and we're gonna make sure everyone's doing what they're supposed to I am is what it feels like it's implying.
1: But it should be just discontent, not distrust.
0: Yeah. So much so that a random elf washes up on shore, like on at the shipwreck and you throw her off the boat.
1: Yeah. That would have gone. No, you know what? You're not getting any rations, but you can stay here. Like it should have been that instead of like elf throw her overboard. (laughs) Yeah. Don't oh. get me wrong, it could have been just that they, they actually met Gladriel for five minutes, and they're like, yeah, nope. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't blame him, I would probably throw her off myself.
1: <laughs> That's I was just like, honestly, if this was Elrond, I, 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 I would go, oh, humans, how dare you? <laughs> but I was like, eh, it, it's she, she she's a jerk, go for it. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. The shipwreck part was just kind of, it just felt kind of long. For how short it was.
1: Exactly.
0: I feel like they're extending the things that don't matter. Or that I don't really care about, rather.
1: Yeah, and Um, they're shortening the things that do matter.
0: Yeah, the things that they could do so much more with. Like, Erendir.
1: Yeah, seriously. (sighs) Uh, Okay, the other thing that just drives me completely insane with Galadriel... Is that I've seen things. I've seen things. I've seen things like (laughs) Snitch. You saw your dead brother, and now you're on a hunt for orcs.
0: Yeah,
1: that is seriously all we have seen. We've seen her come to a battlefield where they everybody's been massacred. We've seen her climb a mountain. We've seen her do a couple of fights. She has not seen Jack. I
0: think it's just. They're just talking. They have those little things that they show, but they're saying so much more has happened. And she was there from the beginning of the war, so she's seen the whole war, the centuries of fighting. And Elrond hasn't seen that much, even though he's seen. He may not have seen as much of it, but he saw all the same things.
1: Uh, To be honest. I'll say wow. to be honest, let's let's put it this way: Elrond, he has stayed mostly in the Elven homeland all through the Second Age. It's not till the end of the Second Age where he actually begins becoming the warrior. Okay. So up until that point, he's been partying with dwarves, partying with elves, being a politician. Okay. Fair enough. Okay. <laughs> I like, that's where it's like okay, glad you're, you may have some credit, but don't just keep going. I've seen things. I've seen things. Don't divulge those things. Like, go. I've seen bodies. I've seen massacres. I've seen our people die. Yeah. Like, just don't go. I've seen things. And real quick, going back to the cave, I just feel like Gladwell's acting is very cold and very monotone. Yes, it is just so cold, so monotone, and I'm like, how's some feeling? Like she, like the entire thing where. After they see the mark of Sauron, the guy goes over just like, we need to go home. We need to go back to the High Elf King and see what he wants us to do. Not just be out here on our own. And then have her go, there's no one in this company more that yearns for home more than I. And it goes on and on about the trees. It sounds like she's just reading it from the page.
0: Yeah. It doesn't feel genuine.
1: It doesn't feel genuine. She's just like, and actually, I even paused and rewound it and did this scene with my wife as just like I was doing Glad Gladio and I did a better performance than her. <laughs> because I'm like, this is where you could you can add the emotion, grip them going. This is someone who actually does miss home. Just go because, again, she has her eyes open. She's just like very much is looking at him and saying these things Instead, she can go. There is no one who yearns for home. More than I. I miss the light of the tree. Like, and close her eyes as if she's envisioning it. Feeling its warmth on my skin. I miss home more than anyone. That right there is better than her dang performance.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, And it it, took me all five seconds.
1: It felt hollow. Just like, yeah, I miss home. More than anyone else. That's why we're yeah. doing these things.
0: Yep. But, I mean, that kind of sums up this entire show. I'm not going to lie. Um, yes. It's beautifully done. The CGI is fantastic. And I love what everything that we can see. But it feels like a band-aid and feels kind of hollow to the overall plot. Yeah.
1: Just- it just feels like there is there could have been a lot of good potential for this series. And it feels like they were so pushing an agenda that all of the good story elements that they have are falling through the cracks. Yeah, Like and Deer.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Like literally, he went through a crack in the ground.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Can we talk about how that creature dug that hole with claws like that, but it's so perfect?
1: Yeah, no, like it. it, it actually, again, it, it is perfect in one respects and then imperfect in others. Well, yes,
0: it's perfectly imperfect. It's a it's the, the hole that looks like it's actually been dug out. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, it just reminded me of the hole in Stranger Things. Like it was almost identical.
1: Yes, um, I feel
0: like they just took the Stranger Things hole and just recast the light in it.
1: And they got rid of like all the like a dandelions.
0: Yeah. I... <laughs> uh, but I still think it was. I thought it was really cool. It was just. It didn't. It seemed a little. Odd right. that. It,
1: it felt foreboding. As yes, it, it
0: should. It did. it did. I liked how the it felt. I liked that those creatures are actually creepy. Uh, mm-hmm. Whatever they are, certain type of orc or what whatever they are. Um, and I love that they actually captured Erendir.
1: Yeah. And that's. I love one how. Of the, yeah. Yeah, and I just love how Andir is more like he is an actual warrior. He's genuine. He he loses and he wins, which is one yeah. thing they need to do. If they're doing Warrior Galadriel, is she needs to lose battles.
0: <laughs> it's true. I and I think that they're trying to do that with like the shipwreck and
1: and her like, drowning,
0: her drowning, but the arrogance. <laughs>
1: arrogance i'm sorry you get drowned you're like okay you know what i need to rethink my life a little bit (laughs) like when life is throwing your crap and you're like you know what oh oh my gosh the very end of the first episode where she just grabs the dagger and dive i'm like really you're that dumb yeah I was like really really
0: really like who approved this
1: i was like First of all, who in their right mind would do this? Oh, Gladule apparently. <laughs>
0: yeah. Some of the people that yeah. The, the people that act like they know what they're doing but really have no like, like no clue whatsoever.
1: And she and I just love how she jumps in the water and is like, okay, yeah, I can freestyle this for miles. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean she is an elf.
1: She's an elf, but heck, we even see Elrond tap out. <laughs>
0: I know. Okay, hold up. So, when she was staring there, uh, looking through the fog, trying to see, like, what whether it was the ship or whether it was um, Hallbrand coming for her. I'm sitting there just going, Gladriel,
1: what do your elf I see? <laughs> They they see fog. They see Jack squat. (laughs) Which honestly, I think that would have been a cool effect. Like one thing that would be really cool is if, like, we could see like the elven eyes how they worked, like how it would actually zoom in. Like, I think that would be be kind of a cool idea. That would have been. But yeah, I think we covered the first two episodes pretty good. I think we've been pretty fair in this, and I think we've given it a lot of credit. I think we've given credit where credit is due. And criticisms where criticism is due. Overall, yeah. like <clears throat> people are saying, like it's this huge dumpster fire. Which it's honestly, gone. if you if you look at Galadriel, yes, that's where the dumpster fire is located. But there's a lot of other good elements to it.
0: Yeah, there are a lot which, of really good elements, and I'm enjoying it as much as I come. I don't know. I always come away from it feeling more mediocre. am mm-hmm. uh, but as a whole, I still really enjoy it, and I'm. I'm happy to watch more. I'll watch it each week and keep doing these, but it's, I'd watch it even if we weren't.
1: Yeah. This, I was going to say, and this is where the fact that it's on prime video, it's literally no extra cost to us. It's time. And this is where I'm like, okay, you know what? Let's make the time count for us. That's why we, that's why I like, you know, I think this would be a good way to start our podcast. Is because I think we've covered a lot. I think we have been extremely fair in everything we've said. I, I don't think we've been going like extremely nitpicky, but I think we've even given it credit where credit is due. I think so too. And, and and I hope the viewers that do watch this, listen to this on whatever device platform they do it on, hope they can at least see that we're trying to give it a shot that we're not like closed minded, even though we are both like huge fantasy Lord of the Rings fans. That we're at least trying to give it a shot. But if you were going to base the entire series off the first episode, it is going to tank. Like, if you were to base it off of all that. This is where the second episode redeemed it. The second episode did a lot in the fact that we actually got to see Elrond. We got to see Durin and their relationship. And I appreciate how they weren't trying to ship Elrond and Durin as, like, a gay couple. I appreciate that. Me too. Because I feel like nowadays we can't go into a show and two guys can't have a friendship without it being gay. Yeah. And so the fact that immediately as soon as it's Durin and Elrond, and the first one of the first things out of Durin's mouth to Elrond is "You missed my wedding." Yeah. Like I, I'm, I i do not care for representation. Like Stranger Things did a great job with, I'm gonna say lesbian representation. Yeah it it needs to be like but needs to be authentic not forced and i feel like that's where a lot of like a lot of rings of power from elrond's perspective on It's genuine it's authentic and it's great
0: i agree it's, there's been some really great acting and really authentic i am um, the writing is really phenomenal with elrond and with durin and with a lot of it i am, um, and so there's a lot of really highlights and i'm excited to keep watching it
1: yeah, I'm excited for them. Galadriel can quite Larry drown.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, thank you for and coming on to
1: that. Yep, thank you for coming to Tunes, And we'll shelf the book for now. We'll continue on to the next chapter next week. <laughs>